Good morning, everyone. Uh, welcome to uh, Church in the Valley. Uh, we're really glad that you are all here to uh, worship with us this morning. Uh, like Ben mentioned, we're continuing the message series called uh, The Blueprint. And we're looking at uh, some passages in the scripture that are Jesus' last recorded words that give us this picture of what we should build uh, our life on, what should be the picture of our life. And the idea of a blueprint is really uh, you have, if you're going to build a house, you have this general plan of this is what the house is going to look like once it is constructed. Once everything has been put together, this is the blueprint and the picture of what the building, what the house, whatever you're building should look like. And the same is true as we look at really what's on the heart of God and what's most important. There's a passage in scripture called the Great Commission. And there's actually a few of these commissions that have the same kind of flavor and the overall purpose. But it's this idea of this is what your life uh, should look like. This is what you should be spending your time and resources with all the breath that you've been given. This is what you should be building. And so last week uh, we looked at the beginning part of uh, the Great Commission, and I want to review that, and then we're going to look at the second part. And so last week, we, dig, we dug into Matthew 28, 19, and it says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. You'll see it there on the screen. The second part is what we're going to look at today, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So last week, we looked at this idea of making disciples, and uh, this is his plan for the world, that he will have followers that will do what he says, whatever that may cost, whatever that may demand. But there's a disciple that will follow him, that they will learn from him and decide that they want to live their life in a manner that pleases God. And so it starts as a disciple. If you're investigating what it means to follow Christ, it begins by you deciding that whatever he demands from you, whatever he decides, whatever he tells you, you're willing to do. At Church in the Valley, we, we describe that as he's the boss. And that really is a great picture of what Jesus demands from us. This idea of what he tells us to do, we're willing to do, just like we need to follow our boss at work. But Jesus isn't just at work. He's in every area of our life. And he demands that we, we follow him as the boss. And that is what a disciple does. And for the rest of their life, a disciple just finds what Jesus wants them to do and obeys it. Finds another thing that Jesus wants them to do and obeys it. And this is the pattern. And next week, we're going to look at that even more. What does it actually mean to obey in, in everything that, that Jesus has told us? And so it starts by being a disciple. And then today we're going to look at this idea of, of being baptized. And we called this message going public. And the idea here is going public is really this idea of what faith is. You actually go public with your faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, it's something that you decide is not just private, although it's personal, it's not private, but it's something that you declare before people and you go public with your faith. That's what a disciple does. That's what a follower of Christ does. Uh, we may have different ideas of what baptism is, so I want to just spend a little bit of time uh, talking about that. The scriptural uh, scriptures describes baptism. Every time the word baptism is used, uh, the little translation means to dip or to dip under. And so there's this picture of full immersion. So I wanted to show you some pictures of baptisms at Church in the Valley so you can see them. There you go. There's another one. This is, this is the, uh, go back to that one. This is the old school pic. This is called the spa baptism. Okay. We at uh, Church in the Valley, we've been blessed through the years with people who have swimming pools, who have jacuzzis. And in the scripture, the idea is to dip under and be immersed. And so we find whatever water we can get. And we dip the people under there in baptism. And then if you go to the next one, uh, 
over the years, we decided, you know what, let's actually buy a portable baptism. And so right there, you see in the middle of that field, this is at our Diamond Bar campus this past year. And uh, we have people that are celebrating and you fill that thing with water. You try to get it the right temperature, uh, not too hot, not too cold, but pleasant. But the idea is that people who have decided to be a disciple of Christ and have committed their life to follow him, they, they follow him in baptism. And so uh, we are going to be having baptism at the Alhambra campus in October. And this will be our first baptism for our church. And we're excited to have it here. Uh, we're going to have it just outside. So if you're interested in being baptized or you're trying to figure out what this is, today's message should be a halt to you. But the goal really is if you haven't committed your life to Christ, that you decide to do that. If you have decided to commit your life to Christ, but you've not been baptized, that you'll follow him in doing that as well. And so uh, feel free to take notes. There's an outline. Uh, today's message is going to be a little bit different. Um, I'm going to be talking for a couple more minutes. And then Randy Lanthrop has actually recorded a part of the message today where he's describing baptism. And we're showing the same video at both campuses. Now, don't get confused. We're not at the technology here at Church of the Valley where this is via satellite. So if you wave, he doesn't see you. This was recorded a week and a half ago. Okay. So it's like, hi, Randy. You're like, he's so rude. He's not even, it's a video. It's recorded. It's not live, but he's sharing what baptism is according to the scriptures. And so this idea of going public is very crucial to the Christian faith. It's something that is weaved in and out. And I'm going to be describing this a little bit after we watch the video, but what you find is you tend to go public And you project what's important to you. So as you're out with people and as you're out and about in town and people are seeing your life, you're actually showing what's valuable to you because what happens in public, what's done in public is very important to us. People see it. And so we're very concerned a lot of times with what people see or what we know, what they know about us. That's just a a reality of life. Uh, When I was in high school, uh, and you may identify with this, you have these, these times where you have your family and you have like your friends. And there's times in life where your public family interacts with like your friends. And there's that point where you're like, can I be dropped off like away from school so they don't see my parents? You guys ever, you know, you remember that or you love your family, but there's kind of like, you know, they're, they're kind of embarrassing or they do things. And see, I, I had this interesting uh, dynamic with my family because my mom's British and so she has a British accent. So what I've realized about my mom is she doesn't blend in when she talks and people knew that I grew up in England. And so as she talked, it was like, okay, that's the British accent. He's the British kid. I think they're together. And there's a time in high school where I was playing tennis and my mom would come to my matches and she would cheer me on. And what I realized is I I had the thing called the cringe factor. Like I'm playing and all of a sudden I would hear this voice above all others. You can do it, Alex. And you just keep, you know, I just was bouncing tennis ball like, well, that's my mom. And then I'd, I'd miss the ball or I hit it out and almost nice try. And, you know, I just kind of, I was embarrassed. And I just started thinking like, you know, in Wimbledon, you're not allowed to do that. Quiet, please. Quiet. Right. But it was just this free for all. And, you know, my mom was there to to cheer me on, to encourage me, to, you know, don't give up. But it was just, I, I, I didn't want it. And so we would have these discussions where I was saying, how do I communicate to my mom, like not to cheer me on? And I was really, it was terrible. I look back and I think, I think I said something like, Hey, you know, mom, if you're busy, like you don't have to come to like one of my matches, like that's fine. You know, like 
I'm letting her off the hook. Like, she's my mom, but you don't need to come. And really, I was, I was embarrassed. And I look back and I think, here was my mom that was going out of her way and costing her time to come and support me. And, and I, I was embarrassed. And it's full circle because now, like, I have my own kids and I'm like, you can do it! You know, at the soccer game, I'm like, I'm the parent now. And I want to say it because I love you. Right? And it comes full circle. But there's this idea of what happens in public can be embarrassing. And if you've ever been to like a Disneyland or amusement park and you see the, the families with the matching shirts, right? If you're that family, don't be ashamed. But you see them, there's like the bright orange, like it's the family reunion. And there's like 20 people in the family. And it's like the older people are the most excited. And then as it gets down to the younger, they're just like, like, can I wear a sweatshirt? But it's like 100 degrees. They're just, you know, or... You know, you may be in a relationship and you're dating somebody or you, you may be even married. And what they do in public, like if your wife or your husband says something or they do something or your kids say something or they do something in public, it's embarrassing at times. You ever notice that? Like at home, you don't notice it. But as soon as you're at a restaurant, and your kid's like, I need a roll. Like, shh, shh. We don't do that. And they're like, actually, no, I, I do that at home every day. But in public, it's, you know, it's that cringe factor. You're noticing because you're very concerned what people think. That's how we are. As people, we're, we're mostly concerned with what people think about us. And what's valuable to us becomes the image that we try to project. Whether it's real or not. There's this idea of going public that we want a certain image. There's certain things that are important to us. But as you deal with this idea of being a disciple, being somebody that does whatever Jesus commands, no matter what it costs, no matter what it means, it's this, this idea of you're not ashamed. And that's what, what going public is. It's this uh, unashamedly acknowledging that you're a part of a new spiritual family. That's what baptism is. You're showing people that I'm a part of a new spiritual family. And so I'm going to transition and we're going to watch a video from Randy. It's about 15 minutes long. So uh, if you have your listening outline, you can follow along. You'll see his points uh, on there. Uh, feel free to take notes. Feel free to listen. After the video is done, I'm going to wrap up the message, talk through some next steps, and practically talk through what does that mean for us. So let's go ahead and watch that, and then I'll wrap us up. Good morning. I hope things are going well in Southern California this morning. I'm in Texas, in Fort Worth, celebrating Hope Church's 35th anniversary. This is the church that launched my wife Cindy and I out to start Church in the Valley 26 years ago. And so we're here celebrating that. I'm taking part in an ordination council. And last but not least, my son Thad is being licensed for the ministry. So we're here to take part in all of these things. And uh, I'm trusting that I'm enjoying my time there, even though this is way before I'm there. Um, I want to continue our talk about the blueprint. We've been looking at the blueprint that Jesus laid out for our mission as believers, as people who follow him. And so I want to continue our look by diving down into what baptism is all about. When we decide to give our life to follow Christ, uh, we, we gain a new father. Spiritually, uh, God becomes our father. Now, Jesus is the one who makes this possible, and he calls us brothers and sisters. So instead of being embarrassed by him, Jesus wants us to let others know that we belong to him. Baptism 
is a way that we identify with the family, our new family, uh, being God our Father and Jesus who has called us his brothers and sisters. Hebrews 2, 10-11 says, God, for whom and through whom everything was made, chose to bring many children into glory. And it was only right that he should make Jesus, through his suffering, a perfect leader, fit to bring them into their salvation. So now Jesus and the ones he makes holy, which is ourselves, have the same Father. That is why Jesus is not ashamed to call them his brothers and sisters. That is an amazing thing, that Jesus calls us his brothers and sisters. The God of the universe and his Son, the perfect leader, made it possible through his suffering and sacrifice to get into his family. We're now part of his family. So, at its core, baptism is a celebration of what Jesus has done to bring us into God's family. That's really what it's all about. It's a brief drama, and here's what it shows us. The brief drama depicts something. A drama is something that shows you what matches reality. Romans 6 tells us what this, what this shows us, what baptism shows. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Now, when I say, or when we say that baptism is a drama primarily, we mean it's a symbol of something. It pictures, it depicts something that's very, very real. It's like going to a good movie. You go to a good movie with your family or friends, and you share an experience with them, and maybe if it's a popular movie, a room full of people uh, eating popcorn, doing other things, but you're sharing this experience. And if the movie matches reality, if what you're seeing on the screen matches something that's very real to you, or you uh, see something on the screen that you're dealing with, that you're going through, that you've been handling emotionally, or something that's really important to you, a cause or something, you get pulled into what's going on on the screen. You get pulled into the drama and you begin to feel with and experience with the people that are on the screen. Baptism plays a similar role in our lives. That This is the intent of baptism. The person being baptized is acting out a drama that represents what Christ has done for them. He died, he was buried, and he was raised to new life. This is the spiritual reality for someone who's given their life to follow Jesus Christ. We die to ourselves, Romans 6 says. We die to ourselves when we decide to live God's way. We're buried with him. And then new life is given to us by God's power. So this is the, this is the drama that's lived out in baptism. The people who watch baptism, you know, the person being baptized is acting out the drama. The people who watch the baptism and celebrate with those being baptized are reminded of what Christ has done for them. They're pulled into the experience as they think about it, as they see the picture of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. They're pulled into the experience and they get connected to what the other person is dramatizing and to the person themselves. So it's very, very, very meaningful to everyone involved, to the person being baptized, to the congregation who's watching them, 
being baptized. It connects us to one another. So baptism is a step that we take to identify with the family. When you give your life to follow Christ, you get a new family, a new father, God himself, and Jesus, who's our brother. It's also a personal declaration. We, we have family insurance policies today, so if, if you have a job and you're a parent or your husband or wife and you are covered on your policy, uh, the rest of the family can be covered on that same policy. Following Christ is different. There, there is no family plan in following Christ. When it comes to following Him and receiving eternal life, He wants us each individually to decide for ourselves to follow Him or not. This is, this is something that we decide. At Church in the Valley, that means that we only baptize adults and children who are old enough to make the decision to follow Christ for themselves. So because God wants us to make this decision to follow Christ for ourselves, this is the pattern we, we live out at Church in the Valley. And this is what you see in the early church. The very first churches after Jesus lived, died, was raised again, uh, are written about the history you can find in the book of Acts in the New Testament. And you see this pattern, Acts 2.41. So those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. So they received his word, they're baptized. Acts 8.12. These are just two of the verses. There are many verses that say this kind of thing. Uh, But when they believed Philip, as he preached the good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. So there it is again. They believed, and they're baptized. This is the pattern in the early church, the very first churches. And what you find as you get into the Bible, when it talks about baptism, the New Testament, baptism is not a condition for salvation. It's not something that you do to earn eternal life. It's not a condition, but it's evidence of your salvation. It's evidence that you have decided to follow Christ and he's given you eternal life. So the act of baptism isn't something we do to earn God's forgiveness, but it's something that we do out of obedience and gratitude because we've received God's forgiveness through what Christ has done by dying for our sins on the cross. So... While following Christ is personal, Jesus made it very clear that it's not meant to be private. It's personal, but not private. So, baptism is a way to openly identify with Christ. It's a public announcement. Jesus said this in Matthew 10, So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father, who is in heaven. Jesus is saying here that if we have really understood who he is, and we've really given him our lives, we've really died to ourselves and trusted Christ now, and we're going to live his way and not go our own way, if that's the case, if we've really understood who he is and we've really decided to follow him, we're not going to be embarrassed by him. He's not embarrassed by us. He calls us brothers and sisters. We're part of his family. He welcomes us in. He accepts us for who we are and wants us to give ourselves to to walking in obedience and changing the things that he wants to change. And 
if he's been so open and accepting and willing to identify with us, he wants us not to be embarrassed by our connection to him as well. So this is a very important thing. Baptism is a public announcement. When someone has a baby, they send out a birth announcement. I, I got one of these a couple weeks ago. We, we tend to get them a lot. Our friends, their children are having children, and so they send out announcements. And then friends are young enough. We still have some young friends, okay? So some of our friends are having children as well. And um, when they have a baby, they send out an announcement. There's a picture of the baby on the announcement. And it's a celebration. This is a big deal. When a, when a life comes into the world, we celebrate that. That's, that's, that's important to us. That's something big. And we do this because a new life's coming into the world, and that's what baptism is. Baptism is an announcement to the world that we become a follower of Christ. New life, new eternal life is a big deal. And so baptism is an announcement that we've decided to follow Christ, and he's given us this life in himself. Now, while baptism is very meaningful, it's a drama, we get pulled into it, it's a meaningful thing to us, it's also a little humbling and maybe humiliating at the same time. We get wet, our hair gets messed up a little bit, uh, it's something, you know, we, we natively, we like to be self-sufficient. We like to do everything ourselves. Well, baptism isn't something that you do yourself. Baptism is something that somebody else does. You get baptized by someone else. And that challenges our knee-jerk reaction to be self-sufficient. It also is something that's done publicly. It's a public announcement. Following Christ is personal. It's a personal decision that each of us make, but it's not ever meant to be private. It's meant to be lived out in the open. So that's that's another key thing that you learn about baptism. And it's it's personal, but not private. Christianity is, and baptism is a public announcement. What you find is, that baptism tends to provide a spiritual forecast for a person's walk with God. It, it tends to, to show. It's a simple ceremony. It's over within just a few seconds. But it tends to set the pace for the rest of a person's walk with God. Because baptism is something that Jesus commanded us to do. And there, there's a, a sort of this humiliating, humbling aspect to it. And we need to be willing to humble ourselves and obey in order to grow into the people that God really wants us to be. First John 2, 3 says, And by this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. This is one of the very first commandments that many people keep. He says, when you believe, you should be baptized. And what happens is baptism can be something that separates the fans of Jesus from the followers of Jesus. Because Christianity isn't meant to be a spectator sport. It's not something you do from the stands. But Christianity is something that you live out. You take action to obey when he asks you to obey. And as you walk with him, there are all kinds of life situations, there are all kinds of circumstances where 
you learn what he says about it, and then you choose to take action on what he said and obey what he's telling you to do. So baptism tends to be a spiritual forecast of our walk with God. If we balk at baptism, we may balk in the future, and it's going to hinder our growth in our walk with God and our, our spiritual growth as well. So baptism is a spiritual forecast by providing a challenge to false pride. We talked about that a little bit. Uh, being baptized shows that you're willing to humble yourself and follow Christ, which, which turns out to be a very important reflex as we continue on our walk with God. And it's a testing point. If, if we're willing to follow in this way, in the face of the challenge to our false pride. I mean, there's, there's a good pride where uh, you're, you really accept and appreciate the way God's wired you and the strength he's given you, and, and you, know, you understand those strengths and you're able to, to grow in them. But there's this false pride where we it's sort of a rebellion against what God wants us to do, who he's made us to be. And... Um, Baptism can be a testing point against that kind of false pride. And if we're willing to follow with baptism in this way in the face of the challenge to our pride, then we pass the first test of many. Because over and over again, we're tested. You know, we, we, we find out what we need to do, and we're facing the circumstance, the situation, and we have to decide, am I going to humble myself and obey God, or am I going to do it the way I've always done it? And this is the first test. The best life develops when we learn to humble ourselves, to humbly accept God's guidance through his commands, through the principles of scripture, and choose his way above our own way. I appreciate uh, Randy doing that. I hope that that was a help to you. Uh, I want to kind of bring us back to really talk about what does that mean for for each of us? Um, For the person that if you're trying to still figure out what baptism is and you have questions, we want to help you get your questions answered. And so uh, you can let us know on the connection card. If you uh, have a specific question or if you'd like to talk to a staff member, let us know. And we'd love to get together with you to, to talk through that. Uh, the one thing that, that Randy said here that really stuck out in my mind is this idea of uh, the public announcement. And this idea of going public is really throughout the course of following Christ on the journey that he leads us through during life. Once you decide to follow him, you continually come back to this point where you have to make these public announcements of faith. It's a key part of the Christian life. You have to make a public announcement. Uh, And this this happens uh, in in a few ways. And what it's communicating when you make a public announcement is this idea that I am in God's family. Like he is my father. He is my spiritual dad. I am on his team. And baptism is like that first way that you can do that. But there's many ways, and I want to talk through those uh, just to kind of speak to maybe where each of us are. And we're all in different places, but uh, here are some practical ways that that you can go public no matter where you are. The first is, uh, if you have not yet committed your life to Christ, uh, if you kind of learned about what a disciple disciple is and you've thought, well, I don't think I'm that yet. Or you've maybe never just decided that he's going to call the shots in your life. He's going to be the boss. Uh, we want you to do that. Uh, God wants you to do that. He's drawing you to himself. And so if you've not yet nailed that down and you'd like some more information, uh, you can request that on the right-hand box there on your connection card. 
Uh, if you're just interested in finding more information, we can send you that today. Uh, but if you've not committed your life to Christ, I encourage you to do that. Uh, what that is, is it's despite maybe the fears that you have, despite the fact that you're not exactly sure what it means, despite the fact that you maybe don't have every single answer to the questions that you have, you have to decide, do you have enough to move forward? Do you know enough about who God is as you've been learning, as you've been seeing people that follow him? Do you know enough to decide that you want to take that step as well? It doesn't mean that you follow blindly. It means that you can investigate, but it means there just comes a point where you have to decide. I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to follow him and we want to help you in that. And so you can let us know and we'd love to walk uh, with you through that. You can let us know on your connection card and I'll direct you to do that uh, in a moment as I wrap up. The second thing that you can do to identify with Christ and make this public announcement is, is to get baptized. Uh, if you have committed your life to Christ and he is the boss of your life and you've never done that, or maybe you were baptized and you realized, you know what? I wasn't a Christian yet. I, I really, he wasn't the boss of my life. Uh, we want to encourage you to get baptized. And we'd love to have you do that in October. And just like we've been talking about, it's this idea to obey. You want to obey what Jesus said. You want to, you want to identify with the new family. And you want to make this public announcement that you're a part of God's team. And so I'll give you an opportunity to, to let us know if you'd like to do that. The third thing is really for those people, maybe you've been a follower of Christ for a while. And you've been baptized and you think like, you know, should I have like not come today? Because like I've done this stuff. I could have stayed home. But there's this idea of identifying with Christ. That's a step that each day we have a choice to do. And that is to identify with Christ. To communicate that we are a part of his team. So it starts with baptism, but it doesn't stop. It's not like once you've been baptized, you never have another opportunity to make a public announcement. It means that God brings lots of different opportunities where you have a choice. Do I identify, do I identify with God and being a part of his team? Or do I kind of shy back? And cringe or be embarrassed. And that happens to each of us as we face different opportunities. So I want to talk to those people. If you're a follower of Christ and you've been baptized, uh, here's a couple things that you can do to identify with him. Uh, the first is uh, you can focus on sharing with others. This is telling others the difference that Christ has made within you. Uh, all of us have a story. Uh, once you commit your life to Christ, a lot of times your story takes a U-turn because you're going your own way. And then as Christ becomes a boss, you go a different way. You go a different direction and you begin to make different choices. You begin to choose uh, which words to say, which words not to say. Your attitude changes. Your values change. Your perspective changes. This is what God does. Just like that song changes us from the inside out. And so what you have an opportunity to do is is as people know you and they've seen maybe your story before you've committed your life to Christ, you have an opportunity to kind of say, you know, I don't know if you've noticed my story or my life has kind of changed. I was going this direction and you may have seen a difference. And I want to share with you the difference that Christ has made. And so this is just telling people your story. Um, maybe you're talking with somebody and they're going through a problem that they're facing, like they're stressed and this stress is really wearing on them. And you've had that same stress. And God's really helped you. There's this part in us where we decide like, okay, do I want to bring up God in this situation? Or do I want to say, man, I hope that goes okay. We have a point. 
But we have to decide, am I going to cross that line where I can identify with Christ? And so part of identifying with him is you hear people that are facing the same problems that maybe you have faced. So they're experiencing just some stress that maybe you have had. You explain to them how God has helped you. Or you explain to them in the middle of this, I'm still struggling and, and I'm just trying to rely on God and it's still struggling. You're letting them know of what the journey and what the process looks like of following Christ. That's an encouragement to people. Because to many people, this idea of being a Christian is an idea that is disconnected from real life. So when you identify with Christ and share the difference he has made, it now becomes more than an idea. It becomes a reality as they see it lived out in you. And so you have a great opportunity. You are living a story of being in the family of God. And so sharing is so important and it's powerful and lives can be changed by what you share. But again, that's humbling because you actually don't get the credit. You give God the credit and God really uses that. The second way that you can identify with Christ, and this is also humbling, is you can commit to serving. And this is looking to meet the needs of those around you. People around you, your neighbors, your co-workers, your family, your friends, the people in your life you interact with on a continual basis, they need help. We all need help. And so part of how you can identify with Christ is you look to see how you can be a help to those around you. It can start in the home with your kids. It can start with your neighbors. Is there something I can do that can be a help to my neighbor? Is there something I can do as my coworker is doing something and you know how you can help them and they're overloaded and they're not sure how they're going to get it all done? There's that tendency like, well, hey, see you later. Hope you get it done in time and you leave. Maybe there's an opportunity where you can actually help them. Now, here's the kicker when you serve. There's different opportunities to serve. Sometimes you can serve somebody and they never know why you did it. They may not know you're a follower of Christ. And you just serve because in the moment it was the opportunity and you took it. There's another opportunity when you serve where you actually can give a reason why you're helping them. And that's also humbling. Because a lot of times when you serve and you help, like say you pull the neighbor's trash can, there's that part of you like, yeah, I'm the trash can puller. I got the street taken care of. I'll do it. I'm your man, neighbors. Right? There's that part in which we want to take credit for what we're doing. We're serving, but it's that false pride, it's that opportunity. In our service, we want people to notice. So we also have an opportunity in serving to basically say, hey, I wanted to pull your trash can because I've just been learning that God gives me opportunities to help people, and, and I wanted to do that. And you don't have to say the first point in me serving you is, you don't have to preach a sermon to them, but you just identify with Christ. You know, I've learned that helping others is something that Jesus really wants me to do, and so I just need to do that today. Hey, you've identified with Christ. Nothing major. You didn't get a Bible and smack them with it. But they get this category in their mind like they made a choice based on what God wants them to do. And they did it. That's huge. You went public with something that God's done within you. You're keeping a category of following Christ as being real. And that's what's so important about this. It takes the things in our head. It takes the things in our heart within us that we kind of hold on to. And it's our opportunity to extend it and explain this is what Jesus looks like. This is what it means to follow him. This is what it means to extend myself, to get past myself, to not take the credit. And so I encourage you, each of you or 
in each of us are at a different place. From investigating to maybe skeptic to apathetic to just not sure you want to decide to follow him. You need to make that choice. Are, are you ready? But maybe you made that choice and you just, there's something about the baptism thing that's just gotten you. And you're just kind of embarrassed by it. You're not sure you need to do it or you're confused by it. You may need to get your answers. You may need to investigate more. And ultimately, you may just need to decide, I'm going to do it. And for those of you that have committed your life to Christ, and for those of you that have been baptized since that time, look at ways this week where you can share. Look at ways this week where you can serve. And I encourage you, there's a thing that I've noticed in my life. If I pray and I say, hey, God, will you give me an opportunity to share with somebody this week about the difference that he's made? You know what I've noticed? He does. I mean, it makes sense. Like Christians, we believe in prayer, right? But there's times where we're just like, I really want to do this, God, but we don't pray and ask God to bring an opportunity. And what I found is when you pray, these opportunities come. It's simple as, what were you doing this morning on a Sunday? What were you doing this morning? There's an opportunity. Okay? So part of it is just you pray, God, for an opportunity to, to share. And then you open your eyes to see how you can serve. And so I encourage you to do that. Take out your connection card that Ben began to have you fill out. And if you've not yet completed that, go ahead and do that right now. As soon as I'm done... Uh, the band's going to be coming up. Well, actually, Ben, why don't you guys come up right now and get ready for the next song? Uh, we're going to receive our offering. You can drop that completed connection card in there. But here's some next steps that you can take uh, related to the message. Now, these next steps in themselves are not you going public. Because you've written it on a card and you've placed it in the offering. But these next steps are your intent to go public. And so I encourage you, decide what step you want to take. It may be on there, it may not be. But go ahead and write one and make that, that statement today. So here, here are some next steps that you can take. The first one is, um, I want to go public by, and there's three options, uh, getting baptized at the next baptism. That's going to be in October. The second is, uh, for the first time, I'm deciding to accept Jesus as my Savior and follow him as Lord. This is committing your life to Christ. That's what that means. Okay. The third is, uh, pray for an opportunity to identify with Christ this week. That's the sharing and that's the serving. So pick one of those. Those are a way that you can go public this week. The rest of those next steps are related to uh, the meetups, uh, the Lord's Supper. Uh, we'd really like you to be a part of what we're doing. Uh, Lord's Supper, if you're a Christian and you're a follower of Christ, we'd love to have you uh, come do that with us as well uh, at the church office in Walnut. Let's pray together and then we're going to uh, really sing back to God our commitment to him. Let's pray. God, we, uh, we do thank you for really the fact that you're not ashamed of us. Uh, we didn't come up with this idea of accepting you. You actually have accepted us. You are not ashamed of us. And that actually gives us the courage to know that you took the initiative and we are responding. And so we respond to you in faith. Uh, we don't want to be unashamed or distracted by multiple causes of our life. We actually want to be focused on you and help us in the midst of all the things that pull us and in the midst of the things that are really important to us and valuable to us, help us to decide in our hearts that you are the most important. So we ask for you to help us to show anything in us that we've placed more important over you. And so we ask for your help in this. In the name of Lord Jesus Christ, amen.